Welcome to the Saturday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. We've had football on basically every day this week, which is a lot more than we could ask for or deserve at this point in time. We're going to talk about a couple of game lines that are still showing some value from a betting perspective according to Greenline. I'm going to discuss my favorite DFS plays coming up here for the main slate of Saturday's edition. And then we're going to talk about a little prize pick so we can wrap up with a few derivative bets that went 4-0 and last week um, according to some Greenline plays that we like. So let's dive into this. Saturday College Football Edition. Week 15 brings Rivalry Week as we put the finishing touches on the college football regular season before heading into the conference championships. This week we have 34 games scheduled to play on Saturday with 19 of our top 25 teams in action. LSU against Florida and Georgia versus Miami are two quality matchups in the SEC, and while the Big Ten no longer has the rivalry matchup between Ohio State and Michigan, we do have Wisconsin against Iowa, which does offer, you know, some intrigue, even though neither of those teams are going to be participated in the Big Ten Championship game. The ACC and Pac-12 also have matchups involving teams in our top 25, so this looks like a pretty, pretty good uh, regular season game week to wrap up college football action. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of those marquee matchups. We do have USC at UCLA. Short drive. We did see this line at two and a half discussed yesterday by Austin and I. This was Austin's uh, favorite bet on the weekend. And, you know, the market kind of agreed with them because we did bump out to USC being three and a half point favorites. Obviously, crossed the key number three. Uh, Green line no longer shows any value at this current betting market. Um, so it's kind of tough to play it from, you know, a spread perspective. If you think, you know, that US, UCLA could struggle just a little bit, we do have their, you know, offense ranked eighth um, out of 12 teams in the Pac-12. Maybe they don't move the ball as well as the market thinks. Uh, right now, the total is at 64. Greenlight does see just a little bit of value on that bet. So um, if you're looking for a little bit of Pac-12 action, you want you know, to watch the USC air raid offense, uh, maybe we'll see just a little bit slower version of that coming up here on Saturday. So I don't mind targeting 64 if you didn't get uh, you know, the minus 2.5 USC price that we discussed yesterday on the Thursday edition or Friday, technically, edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Georgia at Missouri, 13.5 point spread. Uh, it's basically held strong um, to that opening number all week. Uh, we don't see too much value on the spread price. The total, once again, 54.5. Pretty low total. Of course, Missouri's struggled to move the football uh, with any sort of consistency at all this year. Uh, JT Daniels returned, basically made his debut for Georgia a couple weeks ago. They've been you know, a completely different offense at this point. Point in time they do rank third in our opponent adjusted offensive ranking so uh, maybe they move the ball just a little bit more they're definitely going to have to if they want to cover this 13 and a half point spread but we'll see there might be some viable plays uh, in other markets that we can maybe discuss later on Wisconsin at Iowa touched on it just to touch on it just a little bit uh, you know really low total 41 and a half um, and you know it's looking close to a pick I do, I do think right now the spreads basically sitting at minus two uh, for Wisconsin, Greenland doesn't really see any value at that point, but you know, I think this is a spot where we could maybe get over that 41 and a half point total. Uh, it could be, you know, one of these typical Big Ten matchups that you kind of expect. You know, a lot of defensive performance, maybe not so much offense. Uh, both offense units do rank in the top half of the Big Ten according to our opponent adjusted grades, but so do uh, the defensive units. So we'll see which one of those uh, teams actually wins out. Neither team in this matchup uh, generates a positive EPA per pass attempt. So if, if 
points are scored, it does seem like it's going to be coming on the ground as opposed to in the air. Um, so maybe this is a spot where you could see a few runs break out, you know, and they potentially get over, but this might be a spot just to avoid. Uh, completely turning the tables, we do have North Carolina at Miami, 69.5 point total. Three-point field goal spread. This one kind of sets up pretty nice from a DFS perspective, of course. It is the highest total on the main slate. Could see a lot of ownership. Obviously, it is a pretty good game stack as well. Greenline leans just slightly towards the under. Uh, we don't see enough value to actually make it a worthwhile bet. But maybe that influences your DFS decision making a little bit. 74% of the cash, 83% of the tickets have been on the over on that total. So I do think the market direction in general kind of leads towards a higher scoring game. Um, and I think you'll probably see that reflected in the ownership percentages. So the question becomes, uh, is it worth it to still buy into this opportunity, Sam Howell versus De'Ara King. Do we see some dynamic plays coming up here? And do we see any potential from the wide receiver position? So we'll discuss that again in a little bit. Uh, the last, you know, game that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit, Wake Forest at Louisville. Another game on this DFS main slate of college football. Two-point spread actually leans towards Louisville a little bit. A little bit. They have lost a number of players um, over the last couple weeks. Basically, all of their dynamic play playmakers outside of Mikel Cunningham. So he's going to be kind of left alone a little bit here. 63-point total. Greenline leans slightly towards the under. Cash and ticket percentages also lean in that direction. We don't see enough value on the number to uh, make it a worthwhile bet. But again, we can kind of discuss here what we think of um, you know from a DFS perspective as well. So how I'm seeing it basically we have 11 games now on the slate we did lose two games due to the COVID situations um, there are you know four games basically sitting above 60 we already talked about two of them um, Wake Forest Louisville 63 point total North Carolina Miami highest total on the slate 69 and a half we also have Alabama Arkansas a little bit different makeup of course 31 and a half point spread for Alabama so you got to wonder how much run those starters get from an Alabama perspective obviously isn't what we're looking for um, from a game stack but you know if Alabama gets uh, kind of crazy here maybe ends up covering the total by themselves obviously they're going to pay off pretty well uh, from a DFS perspective Mac Jones Devonta Smith of course Devonta Smith's popping up in our blow up model um, so he's always in play but his price has come become to the point where it's you know really difficult to squeeze him in and get any other you know marquee players in your DFS lineup so we'll see how how that kind of breaks out the game that I'm kind of looking for um, from a DFS perspective Houston at Memphis the spread opened up right around two and a half for Houston has moved all the way out to five I still think this gameplay is just a little bit um, closer than what the spread even dictates 63 point total green line leans a little bit towards the over at this point in time not enough to make it a worthwhile bet but I still think that this is probably going to be um, an under the radar game the question becomes can Brady White and that Memphis offense Finally getting go, finally get it going. We haven't necessarily seen them perform up to expectation at all this year. They've kind of been a disappointing offensive unit. Do they turn it around against Houston? I think that we could potentially see um, a shootout here. So if you're looking for an option besides North Carolina at Miami, um, I think Houston Memphis might be the spot that you were looking for from that main slate. But again, Sam Howell, De'Ara King, those are you know those are guys that obviously are going to be uh, in a lot of lineups. Probably decent to obviously really great uh, DFS plays. The question becomes, you know, do they underperform based on market expectation to, uh, you know, 
not necessarily get the teams that or get the rosters that have them to the top of DFS contests because there's you know more marquee matchups. Louisville makes me a little bit nervous, but I don't mind a Sam Hartman stack. The question becomes, you know, is there a run it back option on Louisville side of the football or not? Those those are again questions that uh, are definitely pertinent to success here on the main slate of DFS action. So let's talk a little bit about the blowout model. Obviously, obviously Devonta Smith top option has been for weeks has performed like that for weeks a um, little bit more um, difficult to squeeze in ten thousand dollar salary highest on the slate uh, you know if you want him and you got to have him play him if not he could potentially be in a decent fade spot them being up 31 and a half points he's getting to the point where he needs you know 150 yards and two touchdowns to pay off that salary to get over that ownership expectation so maybe he's a spot that you can finally consider fading obviously it's not going to feel too good uh, but those are the things that sometimes you need to do if you want to have success in DFS a few other re- receivers or tight ends popping up in the blowout model Kelvin Austin Dynami Brown who would be my favorite stack option with Sam Howell so I do think that's definitely a viable option Travion Burks we got Des Fitzpatrick uh, Jakari Robert as well so there's a number of guys in this middle tier range that are kind of intriguing Donovan Green is also up there as well so we do have a number of options I'm kind of in this mid tier of wide receiver action that could definitely pay off for you so I'll be sending out the full list tomorrow in a tweet with the normal graph that you're used to seeing so if you want to you know check that out definitely let me know what your thoughts are who's probably not included that should be who's on here that definitely shouldn't be Uh, so let me know hit me up on Twitter PFF underscore Ben Brown. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about my favorite part of Saturday, Prize Picks. It's a site that lets you parlay different fantasy performances, and if you sign up using promo code PFF, we're going to get you some free money to begin wagering with. I think there are a lot of viable plays coming up here on Saturday. Two that I really like, according to my projections, going back to it, Sam Hartman, over 17.5 fantasy points. I don't mind him from a DFS stacking perspective. My projections have him over 20 fantasy points. Uh, Greenland doesn't necessarily love a shootout in this game, but I think we will still see some points get scored. I also could see Louisville struggling just a little bit to move the football. Obviously, Mikel Cunningham doesn't have his full entourage of weapons available to him. Uh, the question becomes who's going to step up in their place because, you know, they're basically trying to wrap up their season at this point, move on to the next year. So um, I do think that, you know, Wake Forest could potentially be in a smash spot. The question is, you know, if they blow out Louisville, um, you know, how does that influence Sam Hartman's scoring? But I do think that he could easily have enough run to get over 17.5 fantasy points. So instead of playing him from a DFS perspective, I think I might just target some of his uh, prize picks options and look for, you know, quarterbacks for DFS elsewhere is kind of the approach that I would say. Other side of the football, of course, this is a correlated play, but I'm going to fade it anyways. Mikel Cunningham under 27.5 fantasy points. I think he, you know, Louisville obviously struggles a little bit. I've said that basically three or four times at this point. Um, he just has lost too many of his weapons. I know he is a really dynamic playmaker, but with not much around him and the defense capable of focusing on him, I do think he will struggle. Wake Forest is in the top half of the FBS in both our pass rush and coverage opponent-adjusted grades. I think they have kind of an underrated defense, and I think they're going to show it here on Saturday. So uh, we have them as the fourth-best defense unit in the ACC. I could definitely see them kind of improving on that mark here on Saturday. So I think they're going to definitely make things difficult for Mikel Cunningham. So that's a spot that I'm definitely fading at this point in time. Uh, let's get into it then. So one final segment before we wrap is just, you know, a brief chat on derivative bets for Saturday. I'm kind of, you know, 
been riding it pretty hot so far. We went 4-0 this past week, 24-12-1 on the season, basically doubling your money. You couldn't ask for anything more, so I do got some decent plays that I like coming up here on Saturday. I feel pretty good about them. Missouri under 20.5. Uh, team total. I do think Georgia's going to control this football. I do think they're probably going to win it from the defensive side of the ball, though. So I think that we're going to see Missouri obviously struggle to move the football. Them getting three touchdowns and getting over this number is just something that I don't think is viable. So I think they're going to slow it down. I'm not actually seeing a first half team total for this game, but if you get that at like 10 and a half, I definitely would like that even more than the 20.5 full game team, team total. So that's a spot, you know, early in the morning, 10 and a half. Missouri team total under I think that's probably uh, the better approach than hitting them on the full game but um, you know you got to take what you can get at this point in time it does seem like the books are just a little bit hesitant to uh, release these first half team totals uh, usually we get them a little bit earlier in the day um, still not seeing them yet so we'll see if we get some but it must be a little bit scared it's been you know a hot market to actually hit at this point in time a couple other that are like illinois over 13 team total nebraska under 17 and a half first half team total this is a spot Greenline definitely likes minnesota this week obviously it makes me um a little nervous given the covid situation they've still been dealing with um you know they just haven't looked right basically all year the opt-outs rashad bateman everything else i still think nebraska could you know not be necessarily as productive as they were last week getting out of the gate so I am leaning towards this under 17 and a half first half team total for the Corn Huskers um, I think you know Minnesota is going to be able to keep it close at least through the first half so we'll see that could be a sweat that's probably the one that I feel least um, great about at this point in time but it's still you know a viable play if you're looking to get down a bunch of action here on the college football slate um, going back to the well I basically faded them in every situation so we'll see maybe Louisville ends up scoring 40 points tomorrow but I'm still uh, probably going to be hurting if that happens so here we go Louisville under 17 first half team total I already talked about it. Marty Fading, basically the one playmaker they have. If he struggles, I think they're obviously going to have a really difficult time getting over this first half team total. So that's a spot. I definitely continue to like Fading Louisville. I have gotten you know a lot of action down on them, so I am completely fine if you want to avoid them in certain spots and just get you know maybe your favorite bet on Louisville struggling potentially down. I think maybe that's a viable option. Last one. I know you got to get a little action down on Army Navy. Navy over seven first half team total. Obviously, all I need to do is get a touchdown and a field goal, maybe even a safety, something else. I do think that we could see this game just play a little bit faster than what the market projects at this point. Obviously, it's the lowest total on the slate for a reason, but I still think that we could maybe see uh, just a few more points scored. Uh, so this was a lot of fun, guys. I do appreciate everyone tuning into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast Saturday edition where we talk 100% college football. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow. George and Eric are going to be bringing you the best player props from Sunday. Make sure you check it out. We'll be here every day of the week uh, giving you the best bets to make for this football season um, as we you know continue to near close to the end. So there's not as many opportunities here. So make sure you get um, all the cash done that you possibly can so we can make some money here towards the end of the season. Thank you guys.